I tried really hard to scribble before she was done this time. Why do you need to scribble? I had already talked about this, so I wanted to scribble. Oh, it off. okay. I thought this was just like something to like calm your nerves before like we actually record. No. Like, <laughs> hi, hi, hello. How are you today? I am super. My dog is super barky today. I've noticed, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I put a ton of treats in his like. I'm a big kid like his toy his big kid it looks like those rings that you stack as like a baby yeah that's why i'm a big kid now right (laughs) i think that's uh pull-ups is that pull-ups whatever (laughs) (laughs) at least my dog doesn't need diapers Uh, i mean that is true that would suck hi welcome to the marble forest podcast oh my god i'm so proud of you i did it right (laughs) (laughs) this is our podcast yep where we talk about creepy things. Yep, the paranormal. Do you want to know something creepy that happened to me? Was it yesterday? Two days ago? The sure. Tuesday. Okay, sure. This is the <laughs> day that we were going to record and then did it. Yeah, the day we were going to record. So earlier in the day, I take a sewing class every Wednesday. Yes. So my sewing teacher had texted me and asked if I could move to Tuesday. So I was like, sure, because I was going to have to cancel anyway because Wednesday was my anniversary. So I... Cancel, or I said I would go. So I was getting ready to leave for my sewing class. And you know how our front door at the townhouse, there's a heavier door and then there's a screen door. Mm-hmm. Well, I opened the door. I didn't think anything of it. Pushed open the screen door and I hit a snake with the screen door. A snake? A snake. Like how big was the snake? It was maybe like a foot long. It was not very... You okay. think it was longer? You're like, this is like... <laughs> you're like, oh, a foot I thought long. It was about you're like long. showing like two feet. Devin thinks it was longer than three feet. I think it was shorter. Two feet? You say it was longer than three feet? Let's... Let's go two feet. Let's in the go middle. two and a half. Two and a half. Oh, okay. Does that anyway, <laughs> doesn't matter. Did you kill the snake with the screen I door? St- I stunned it. Like, I think I stunned it or something because I, as soon as I hit it with the door, it started wiggling all over the place and curling up and it almost like went into the house. So I hurried up and slammed the other door and it, I almost stepped on it because it kept moving underneath my foot and then it like went off into our garden. Yeah. And as soon as it went off to the garden, I looked, I Devin was still in the house because she's been hanging out recently. And I opened the door and I'm like, Devin, I need you to come here. <laughs> uh, Devin really likes snakes. Yeah. And so I, looked, I thought you wanted a pet snake. Too. I do. But I so was why like, are you freaking the fuck out? I wasn't freaking out. I was like, did I just kill this snake? <laughs> so she came over and looked at it. I was like, is it OK? And we're like looking at it. And he's, he eventually slithered off and kind of went underneath the house. Um, but he seemed to be okay. <laughs> yeah. So, think, speaking of animals, are you done with your story? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of animals, uh, I don't know. There's just something about me and noticing deer really easily. And so, um, my boyfriend, Brendan, drived my, dragged my fat ass mountain biking. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and yes, I did buy a mountain bike to, like, do this with him. And I'm, like, sort of outdoorsy, but, like, I'm out of shape. Oh, yeah. So, I feel like I do more outdoor activities if I was in more better shape. Yeah. And so we're mountain biking and I'm dying and uh, I keep fucking up the gears to make it up the hill so then I have to mo- walk up most of the hills because <laughs> then I just don't have enough speed. <laughs> and so, like, there's, like, this fairly flat part of the mountain bike trail and we're just, like, going through and Brendan's right behind me <laughs> because, like, I'm just, like, oh, I'm, like, oh, a flat part leisurely strolling through the woods on the bike. And Brendan's, like, behind me and you can, like, hear, like, he's, like, really close to me. Yeah. And, like... I was mostly concentrating, making sure, like, like, most of the time, my eyes were down and I was looking at what was coming ahead. Like, and there was, like, it was just, like, blinders because, like, I'm, like, I don't want to hit something and, like, eat shit. Right. Because there was, like, one, I had to walk down a hill because there was a lot of roots and I felt like I was just going to flip over the handlebars. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) That would be scary. Yeah. So, I am, like, riding and all of a sudden I just, like, look to my right. And all of a sudden, there's just a deer, like, sitting maybe, like, 25 feet off the trail. And I, like, slam the brakes on the bike. And Brendan always hits me. And I was like, he's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, Brendan, look, look, look at this deer. <laughs> like, 
And keep in mind, we're mountain biking with his brother as well, who is leading the group. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, like, so his brother was leading the group. And, like, we just sat there and we stared at the deer and I'm like, I'm like, Brendan, if you, do you think the deer would be my friend if I got off the bike and went to go say hi to it? <laughs> like, and he goes... No, I think it run away. I'm like, well, he lives in a mountain bike trail. He's probably used to people going in and out of here all the time. Like, I bet I could get pretty fucking close to him. And then I, like, said, hello, dear friend. And then he was just like, what What are you doing? And then walked away. <laughs> My grandpa lives in the middle of the woods. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but he lives in the middle of the woods. And he feeds the deer <gasps> next to his house. So that he's got this kind of swampy Does area. He them? He will walk out. It was so funny. We watched it the other couple times ago when we were there. He'll just walk out with their food and they'll start swarming. Like they'll start coming in and they'll eventually circle all around him as he like goes out and feeds them. He has, I don't know if he's necessarily pet them. I don't think he's necessarily tried, but it's really cool to see because I actually have a picture on my phone and there's like 18, 19 deer in like a circle on this, in this picture. It's so cool. Take me to your grandpa's house. It's really beautiful up there. It's really cool. I know that like when we go up north, like in a couple of weeks. Yes. We need to decide on that exact date. We really date. do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like when we go up north in a couple of weeks, I know like we have to go to the deer farm. We have to go to the deer farm. That was so much fun. We got to pet all the deers and touch their faces and feed them carrots. Yeah. Last year around, uh, I think it was it was Fourth of July around Fourth of July. Fourth of July, yeah. We went up to um, my dad's family. His stepmom and dad had a cottage up north, and we went and stayed there. And it's really close to the UP, and the UP has this really cool deer farm where they let you feed all the deer, and there were baby deer, and it was just so much fun. We had a really good time. So we should definitely do that again. Yes, no, definitely. Along with us actually hiking in the woods to go to a waterfall and shit. Yeah, I'm... And ghost wine. Ghost wine. We really need to stop in Traverse City. (laughs) Like, well, the thing is, like, I was, like, looking at the map in comparison to, like, where we're going to be staying and, like, the falls that we're going to. And I'm like, we need, like, two full days to go in each direction. Because they're kind of... It's kind of out of the way, but it'd be cool to see. Well, we we drove like three hours out of our way when we were waiting for Brittany and Joe. So oh, we did because we went on a whole adventure. <laughs> we did. We did so many things. I fed a bear. Yeah, we went to this really cool zoo where you could feed the bears and like alpacas. And I took a selfie with a camel. Yeah, you did that. You could also feed deer there and ducks, and it was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> I got a really cool picture of a wolf, like, propped up on this, like, they had, like, a plexiglass-type screen. I'm sure it was not just plexiglass, but, like, <laughs> and he was just sitting in the screen, like, looking at people. <laughs> it was so cute. Aw. All right. Should we crack into it today? Crack. Let's crack into it. Yep. See, this is why you shouldn't run things. I know. I just copy <laughs> other podcasts. Should we jump into things? Should we just dive right in? Jive, jive, jive Should right we in. dive right in? <laughs> um, all right. So Devin's new job for us is to flip the coin because it always picks Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see who's going first this week. It's me again. Yay! <laughs> Two times in a row. This one's a ride. Yeah. It's a wild ride. Are you ready? I don't know. Okay. Well, I'm telling you anyway. Okay. <laughs> So this is the Pocomoke Steak Forest. Steak Forest. <laughs> Let's try that again. You sound like me. <laughs> All right. This is the Pocomoke State Forest. The Pocomoke. Pocomoke State Forest. It's really hard to say. Okay. Pocomoke Forest is a dense, swampy area with acres between Snow Hill and Pocomoke City in Maryland. It's about 18,198 acres. It's huge. Yeah. But it's like a a steak park. A steak park. Yep. You grill your steaks. (laughs) You only eat steak there. (laughs) So this forest is famous for its Labali pine trees. L-O-B-L-O-L-L-Y. Labali? Labali? (laughs) 
Okay, moving on. Moving on. And it's cypress swamps which border the Pocomoke River. Okay. So before it was established as a state forest, much of the land had been cleared for farming and use um, or used as farm woodlots. So when the Depression era hit, many of the farmers fell on hard times and it resulted in the federal government possessing a large amount of the land. In... 1964, the forest was developed for intensive recreational use as a state park. Okay. Well, it wasn't really developed. It just, they, they just, just were like, we're just going to put a stamp on a fucking piece of paper and they're like, state park, <laughs> state park right here. <laughs> so today the forest allows camping, fishing, canoeing, hiking, horseback riding, Ooh, horseback hunting, riding. and other various activities. So <laughs> with as much as I really do enjoy nature... Yeah. Here's all the reasons I don't want to go here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there's a lot of legends and sightings and stories regarding this particular area. At first I was like, I can probably do this for a mini sode. I really want to do this location, but it's, there's a lot. <laughs> and yeah. they're really interesting. So, so wait, but that's all the history? That's all of it. It's okay. a forest. What kind it's of history like do you got? I feel like this sounds like the suicide forest up in here. Like, um, it's, it's pretty special. close. It's, it's creepy. Okay. okay. So one legend is about a young couple that was driving through the forest at night. Okay. Just seeing the scenery of darkness. Yeah, picture it. It's dark. Just this young couple driving around. They spot a deer. They stop and they talk to it. They look at it. (laughs) Is it my Patronus spell? No one knows. (laughs) So the story says that they ran out of gas in the middle of driving. Okay, Uh, you need to plan better than that. Yeah, I think you do too. I have a like, like backup canister in the trunk. Do you really? <laughs> no, but I think that's a smart idea if you're gonna go drive through a forest. Um, so the boy got out to go look for help and told the girl to wait for him in the car and keep the doors locked. Mm-hmm. Already a bad bad start. I know. I'll be like, okay, let's just lock the doors. And we'll stay in here until morning, or wait for someone to come. Right. Like, don't you fucking walk through the forest. Like, so, in the dark. Like, I don't I do not do yeah. forests in no, the dark. No, I don't either. So, the girl spent most of the night alone, despite hearing, like, a scratching noise on the top of the car. She eventually fell asleep. I wouldn't have fucking fallen asleep with a scratching noise on top of the car! <laughs> no, I wouldn't either. I don't know how the fuck she fell asleep. So, when she woke up in the morning, kind of rushed back to her, she remembered what had happened the previous night. So she was kind of looking out the windows and she turned to look out the rear window only to see her boyfriend's head resting on the trunk of the car, um, like upside down, like hanging. (laughs) Okay. So he didn't make it very far. Got it. No, he didn't go very far. So she exited the car screaming. Um, The noise she had heard the night before was her boyfriend scratching on the roof of the car to try and get her attention from where he was hung up by his feet on the tree above the car. I don't like this story at all. No. Like, <laughs> I read this story and I was like, oh God. <laughs> oh no. Terrible. Ready for some more? No. <laughs> that really got to me. Because like he was trying to get her attention. But how did he get up there? How did I don't know. And how he was tied up by his feet from the tree. Like 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 he stepped in a trap. I have no idea. Yeah, that's a possibility though. But the thing is, like, if he stepped okay, if he stepped in a trap, he'd still be reasonably fucking close to the car. You would think she would still be able to hear him. So maybe there was some reason that he she couldn't hear him. Maybe like a throat slashy issue or something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> All right. All right. We're guess we're moving on. <laughs> so there's another story about a busload of students going to see the old furnace as a history class field trip. So the bus driver decided that it would be quicker to take some back roads for shortcuts. Yeah, of course. Well, as you do. Like, I fucking hate kids and like, let's make this as quick as fucking <laughs> possible is what this is. So while they were on the back roads... The bus experienced some engine troubles, of course. Uh. The driver got out to see what the problem was. And so all of a sudden, after he got out, 
there was a noise as if people were walking on the roof of the bus. What's in the trees? <laughs> What's in the trees? <laughs> so they're in the trees. After that, then horrible ghoulish faces no. appeared in several of the windows as if out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm freaking you out. Is, this, is it dark? Um, It's daytime. It's daytime. They're, they're on like, their way through to a field trip. And they're just like... They're looking in the windows. Peeking through the windows. And like, are horrible. they like upside down because they're hanging from the trees? Like, <laughs> I don't what's know. going on, Amber? I don't know. Did they like, is it just a ghoulish face on like... There's multiple. Okay, multiple the, well, ghoulish yeah, okay. faces. Well, multiple ghoulish faces, but did like, did like the ghoul just like fucking headbutt the bus? <laughs> yeah, there's like a ghoulish face, face print left over on the bus. I don't think that's what happened. <laughs> okay. So seeing this, the teacher that was with the kids told everyone to close all the windows if they were open because some kids were driving, riding with the windows open. Because this is just like a fucking school bus. Yes. Like and- for some reason, I thought a charter bus. At no, first. it's a school bus. Oh my gosh. You know, they have those like weird things on the top yeah. of the roof and there's things walking up on the roof. It's going to fucking rip it off and they're going to get all die. <laughs> Do you want to hear how the rest of the story goes? Is that how it goes? No. (laughs) So the teacher tried to calm everyone down and decided to get off the bus and check the bus driver and see if they were ready to go. Bus driver's gone. He's long gone. (laughs) Like, he's been gone for, like, 20 minutes. Like... So the driver was... Nowhere to be found. Okay. As you expect. Good. (laughs) But there was a full skeleton in front of the bus. What? A full skeleton. Do do we assume it was the bus driver's skeleton? No idea. I would assume that's what they were. His skin just melt away and his clothes just melt away, and then all that was left was a skeleton. I have no idea. So after seeing this, the teacher. The ghouls eat the flesh of the. (laughs) They eat everything. They pick that shit apart. How clean do you think the bones were? I don't know. It just says a full skeleton. Yeah, okay. So the teacher hurried, hurriedly got back onto the bus and drove back to the school. Um, yeah, she's like leaving this bus driver this. behind. Like The driver was never found, but sometimes people report seeing him in the forest. Just wandering. Just wandering. Just wandering the forest. Yep. I don't like this story at all. I'm sorry. There gets, there's a lot more of these. I know. <laughs> So, here's another tale of a young couple. You have a num- young, dumb couple, right? This one really reminds would I, me... Would I class them as idiots? Yes. Okay. This one really reminds me of a Supernatural episode, though. Okay. <laughs> so, there's a tale of a young couple parked in the forest, making out. <laughs> yep. The radio... Um, I'm not saying I haven't done it. The radio started playing a special bulletin that an inmate at... Cambridge State Hospital had es- escaped. Is it nearby? Uh, I, I don't this know. This is 18,000 <laughs> acres. Um, he was last seen headed towards the forest. He would be recognizable at six foot tall, 165 pounds, having jet black hair and a beard. Slenderman with a beard. Nope. <laughs> His right hand had been cut off and been replaced by a hook. Yeah. <laughs> When did when did he lose his hand in the forest or like in the before, asylum, I guess or like, well, he's guy he's walking around with a hook for a hand. Does this not remind you of Supernatural? Come it on. does. Like, do you think in the hospital he just rubbed his claw up against bars? As I he would if I had a hook for a hand. The hallway. <laughs> so, the girl after a while they still stayed in the forest even after hearing this. But then she started hearing some noises and she started panicking and um, she insisted on being driven home. Yeah. Like you should. You should. So. for is some- it, Okay. Wait. Isn't. I feel like in this forest. Right. You just shouldn't go there. Just my thought. But. Like <laughs> if you're a local of the area. You should fucking know what's going on with this forest, right? Oh, for right? sure. There's so many stories about this forest. And so, like, yes, I like, this forest is 
10 miles away from me. I'm going to go and make out in it. Um, hell to the no, because, like, fuck that forest. Right, for real. I would not go make out in this forest. I might drive through it. Not at night. Not at night. Not at night ever. Brendan's going to get hung up by his feet and I won't know he's trash <laughs> in the window. <laughs> and he'll just be like, Jesse. <laughs> oh, that's terrifying. So now that I put Brendan in that sh- those shoes right there. I don't like that thought. That, that makes I, it so much worse. It does make it so much worse. So I'd see, be able to see Brendan through either his or my sunroof, though. <laughs> it would be terrifying. Just open it a little bit. Peek up there. What would you even I, do, though? If I you saw know. Brendan through the sunroof hanging on the... Would you get out? Would you get out and get him down? <laughs> I don't know. What would you do? That's oh. the thing. I don't know. Like, I feel like I'd be panicking. And I feel like my panic would probably find this weird form of calm that could try to handle the situation. But then we'd both end up dead. Yeah, that's probably more most likely. Yeah. You'd both just die. Yeah. The hook man would come and dangle you from. <laughs> nope. So, like, after hearing this noise and she wanted to go home, they both heard a clanging noise. They looked behind the cart and they saw, towards, like, a gutter, a hook laying on the ground. And to this day, the man has not been found. He's living in the sewers. He's living in the sewers. He is the hook sewer man. <laughs> He's Captain Sewer. Captain Sewer? (laughs) That's disgusting. He's just down there with, like, the rats and the alligators that people flush down the toilets. Yeah, and goldfish. Goldfish. Dead goldfish. They come back to life in the sewer. I know that. (laughs) I didn't. I'm glad you told me. Yeah. Okay, so there have also been... um, I found two, but there's stories about mysterious fireballs. Like, thrown at you? Like, I'll tell you about them. Okay, like, let's get on with it. So, um, one takes place in 1921. Paul Walker was holding a revival. Um, so it's kind of like a sort of spiritual awakening. Yeah. And it was in Pocomoke, and he had kind of a small chapel in the forest. Oh, okay. That he was kind of running things out of, from what I'm seeing. All right. So... Several of the local women had been converted by him and their husbands were not happy. Okay. So the men got together with guns. It says they got together with guns to go beat him up. So Doing real great. I don't know why they needed guns, but maybe they're hitting him with the gun. So Paul, they wanted to go beat up Paul and burn down his church. When they got to his church... The leader of the posse went to go open the door, but he couldn't get in. And as he like went to go open the door, he was kind of paralyzed. Um, as the others tried to get in, a fireball descended upon the roof and it split into do- to two pieces and went down each side of the building and scared them off. Hmm. No explanation for what it was because they ran off. All right. So the other story is... Of a guy driving through the forest. He was looking ahead and he saw this very bright object. Um, the closer he got, the brighter the object became. It was about when he was, was out. It stationary? It was just sitting there, yeah. Just floating in the middle of the road? Yes. All right. So when he was about 30 to 35 feet from it, he couldn't tell if the object was like yellow or green. Okay. Um, the object was blocking the road. When he was about 25 feet from it, his car cut off, came to an abrupt stop. So he was too frightened to do anything. It's a portal. As you would be. It's a portal. <laughs> so he sat in the car and just watched it. He's, it looked like a bright or a big bright box. After about 15 minutes passed. The he ob- sat there for 15 fucking 15 minutes? minutes? His car was dead. He couldn't do anything. His car had stopped. He couldn't move it. I would have just fucking hoped I was on a hill. I popped that bitch in neutral. (laughs) We rolling backwards. Like, (laughs) so after 15 minutes, the object slowly drifted off into the forest. As it did, the man's car turned back on. 
pretty creepy. Mm. First of all, it really reminds me of that Simpsons episode <laughs> where Mr. Burns is taking... I don't remember what he's doing. It's like chemicals or like he's taking injections and they're causing him to glow. And he's like hanging out in the forest and like people think it's aliens. This is what it reminds me of. Yeah, I was thinking (laughs) aliens. Yeah. It's the aliens forest. It might be. So there's also all sorts of spirits in this wooded area. So this includes something called elementals. Okay. Elementals are non-human spirits that can often be things such as fairies and goblins or other non-human creatures. Yep. So many people... Fairies and goblins will fuck with you. They, yeah. Many people report seeing orbs or misty shapes and flashing lights. Um, the forest seems to be a hotbed for elemental activity. Yeah. So that is what I have about that. <laughs> Ready for some ghosts? I'm ready for some ghosts or elementals. Well, I mean, I guess it could be either one. Yeah. So numerous apparitions have been seen in the forest. Um, Many appear near Pocomoke River. Okay. There have been multiple sightings of a man and a young boy gliding across the river holding hands. Um, Like across the river, like how? Like across the water. Like Jesus? Like Jesus. Like, that's okay. the accounts I was seeing. It seems like they were float, like, gliding across the water. Okay, like Jesus. Yeah. All right. So, Got it. Pocomoke is closed to the public at night, and I assume this just means if you're not camping there or anything, it's closed Fuck, to the public. Fuck, no, am I going to camp there after I heard this shit? Yeah, it's a camp. You can camp there. So, guided walking like, tours do allow entry at night. And- I, like, I have this half a heart. To want to camp there. I do not ever want to camp here. <laughs> but like, like one of those, like, we're not setting up a lot of shit. And the second I hear something, we out. We are gone. No aliens are going to snatch me up from the trees. Right. So I would never go here because it's just too creepy. But people who do take the walking tours, they, um, they report the feeling of being touched when in the forest. So this includes pokes, taps, or light fleeting touches. Mm. And um, people of all age ages have reported this. Some spirits seem to be friendly. One of the... So one spirit haunts the... I saw two different ways that this name was pronounced. I saw it as one word as Marva, but then I also started as Mar-V-A theater. So one of the two. Yeah. This spirit will help people find lost items. So if you go into this theater and you lose something, he'll find them for you. Oh. So he's friendly. So like, but like, can you like play with a ghost in the sense of like, so. Hide things from him? Oh no, I lost my keys. Ghosts, can you help me find them? Like, (laughs) I don't know. That would be interesting to see. I would only really be willing to see this. Specific. Specific one. And that's it. That's it. Out of this whole story. All of it. Well, because the the tree snatchers are aliens, but... Oh my gosh. And the ghoul figures that are gonna eat your whole aliens. skeleton. Aliens. Or not your skeleton. It's Everything aliens. but the skeleton. It's all aliens. <laughs> so... The fireballs are aliens. Oh, those are definitely aliens. Everything else is ghosts. <laughs> so, um... He will also occasionally turn lights on and off to alert people of his presence. The, the friendly ghost? The friendly one. Okay. Pokemoke also has a creature that's essentially the Bigfoot of Pokemoke. <gasps> Bigfoot? It's not a Bigfoot. But Bigfoot. Essentially. Um, Pretty much Bigfoot, not as tall. This creature. <laughs> <laughs> it's a man with the head of a goat and huge horns. That's the devil. It's a goat man. That's the devil. We've got demons, goats. It's the devil. Aliens. We got everything in this forest. (laughs) So he is light on his feet and he survives off eating small animals and fish that he catches from the river. And small children. It doesn't ever say anything about people. Okay. Um... The goat man can be heard stepping on twigs in a swamp area that's nothing but marsh and quicksand. Where Wait, so just his head's a goat, right? Yeah. From big... what I saw. Okay. Um, Was there artist renderings of I it? I didn't look for okay. artist <laughs> renderings. 
Um, but the swamp area that he's typically walking, no one can really travel. No man or heavy animal can travel because it is marshes and quicksand. So the goat man can travel on these. So that's why they, they say he's light on his feet. Yeah. All right. There's two more stories for you. I told you this was chocked full of stories. So there's another tale um, of a cellar house on the river. The house was owned by a French sea captain slash smuggler who was said to have six fingers on one hand. Uh, The captain found out that his wife was pregnant with another man's baby and he threw her out of the house. Okay. So... She gave birth in exile before trying to head back to throw herself at her husband's mercy. So to do this, she made a raft to float down the river to the house. Yeah. So the raft capsized and the baby drowned. Oh. So she managed to crawl to shore and confront the captain who was not having it. And Captain he- Sewer? It was the sewer captain. Whoa. Whoa. Full circle. (laughs) Um, He killed her before he fled the country. Oh. Okay. Uh, She lay dead for weeks before someone found her body. Well, yeah, it's a big fucking forest. Uh, People still claim that they can hear the baby crying on particularly still nights. No. Yeah, that's rough. So, lastly, the last story I have for you about this forest. Okay. So between 1830 and 1850, there was a town set in this forest called Furnace Town. Um, I believe this is when I, we talk about the bus driver in the school field trip. I think this is where they were heading, but I'm not sure. So it was a small industrial, like thriving industrial center in Pocomoke. Um, so when the bog ore ran out, everyone left except for Samson Harmon. So Samson was a free African-American man when slavery was commonplace. Okay. He refused to leave the town that he loved, um, and he stayed there long after it was abandoned. So Harmon lived to be 106 years old. What? And he left instructions to be buried in Furnace Town, but his wishes were not respected. In Furnace Town, where the school bus was going? And yeah. Where but was this was before the, all of this. He was one of the ghouls. So this is believed He's why the he one is... That ate the He's still one of the most prominent, more documented spirits in the area. So he's a ghost. His ghost is also said to um, keep company with many stray cats. And it was believed when he was alive, after everyone moved out, he took the company of cats. He had a bunch of pet cats that were strays in the area. Um, So he still can be seen hanging out with cats. That's super cute. It's super cute, right? Yeah. So that is... Pokemoke Forest. Okay. That is why I will never stay there. <laughs> yep. Your first story really got to me, though. The first one was rough. The first one was the first one I had read about this location. Ugh. You know that um scary store, scary places in America magazine that I had that I brought and showed you? Yeah. That was in oh, that magazine. Okay. All right. All right. So where are you doing? Um, I'm going to butcher this. I am doing the Hot Lake Hotel in La Grande, Oregon. <laughs> La Grande, Oregon? I think that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> um, if we're wrong, we're sorry. We're really bad at pronouncing things. Yeah. So, Hot Lake yeah. Hotel. Yeah. So uh, I honestly think I was going to do this at one point, too, but I never looked into it. I was just like, I saw it on a list. Yeah. No, it was, um, it was on the scariest places on Earth on ABC. Oh, cool. Yeah. But apparently the current owners are like, oh, it's not haunted. But like, whatever. All right. So the land for the Hot Lake Hotel was discovered by Robert Stewart of the Wilson Price Hunt Party on August 7th, 1812. And the Wilson Price Hunt was to establish a fur post at the mouth of the Columbia River. It was located about 10 miles from La Grande City. La Grande. <laughs> yeah, we're just going for it. We're rolling with it. <laughs> All right. Um, the area was used by Native Americans. Um, they used the hot spring as a place to nurse the injured and sick uh, and just a place to rest. I would love a hot spring. I know, right? I watch, you know, when I a watch anime and stuff. sit in the hot spring. and <laughs> Yeah, I watch monkeys sit in the hot spring so all the time. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, because Kevin, you've seen the monkeys in the hot springs yeah, on adorable. the internet. They're it's so adorable. cute. <laughs> like that, they just seem so relaxing. I know, right? So I could definitely see like being a place to take care of your like injured or whatever sick. Yeah. Throw them in a hot spring. Let them relax for a while. Yeah. Well, I mean, not the hot spring. Some of the spring is. Uh, Reported at 200 degrees okay, Fahrenheit. Yeah, maybe not just right in there. Yeah. Unless you want to... Unless they're like, really sick. Like, pull it sick. out and cool it. Oh, yeah, let's just unless boil them a lot. <laughs> unless they're so sick that it's terminal and they're not going to get better. Maybe that's what they did. We'll relax you that's into... terrible. <laughs> we'll relax you into death by boiling you alive. <laughs> like a lobster. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that was bad. All right, keep going. <laughs> Um, but it wasn't until the 1840s when Hot Lake became a resting place for families traveling along the Oregon Trail. Okay, so that was used in the Oregon Trail, sort of. Yeah, it was just like a place that, like, sort of like how the Native Americans used it, where they would rest and use it to cure their injured and sick. Yeah. Makes sense. Because um, springs are usually um, full of um, really healthy minerals and shit, um, which I'll probably talk about later if I wrote it down. <laughs> Which minerals? Rich in minerals. With, I said which minerals. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, thanks. I just wanted you the to The bare do minerals s- that you rub on your face. <laughs> the makeup. The makeup, yeah. To make you look beautiful. <laughs> That's why it was so relaxing, because you didn't have to do your own makeup. Exactly. You just dip yourself in and come back out gorgeous. <laughs> The hotel was constructed in 1864 by Samuel Fitzgerald Newhart. It featured bathhouses, a post office, dance hall, barbershop, and even a blacksmith and resembled a modern day shopping mall with multiple businesses around it. Wow. That's a lot of businesses. It was huge. It sounds huge. Yeah. The first OG shopping mall. <laughs> I don't know if it was the OG shopping mall, but we'll, we'll leave it at that. We'll pretend it was. Yeah, sure. Um, the hotel was relatively, relatively unknown until 1844 when the Union Pacific Railroad cut through the middle of the Hot Lake property and linked the area to the transcontinental system. Okay. I'm really proud of myself for saying transcontinental. Now I didn't know. I said it right the first you time. You got it the first time. Damn it. I ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the rail system helped attract many visitors across the country and worldwide. Because it was just like a stop. So it's now it's getting more popular. Yes. Um, the newfound popularity helped the area begin to grow. And by 1908, they built a brick building complete with 105 rooms, costing $500,000 at that time. Today would be $13 million. Holy crap. Yes. And what year was that, roughly? 1908. Okay. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And so, and it was already huge, and then it just made it fucking bigger. This place place had to have been popping. Yeah, at one point in time, like if you look at the pictures, like the buildings just stretch so far, um, and it was the first building to be heated with geothermal waters. So like the springs, they were using the, the hot springs. Yes, to heat the buildings. That's clever. I know, right? Cleverness. Um, well, the hot <laughs> springs were what two hundred some degrees. <laughs> they probably get away with it. Yeah. Um, the new building's first floor was complete with a lobby, office, kitchen, and parlor and dining hall. The second floor was made up entirely for guests where people could spend two fifty or sixty four sixty one a night. Sixty four sixty one a night. Like now money. Yeah. Two fifty before. Yep. That's cheaper than hotels now. It is cheaper than <laughs> hotels now. The inflation didn't really work for it at that time. Yeah. Uh, the dining hall, uh, people could enjoy a meal for 25 cents. Wow. Which is 646, which is around where you can... It's like, you could get a McDonald's. For 646. Like a combo meal. Yeah, you could get cheap fast food for 646. Just some McDonald's. Just, um, combo at McDonald's. Okay, we're just going for a combo at McDonald's. stick with that. Um, in 1917, Dr. Phi, going with it, purchased the property and took the hotel into a new direction. Oh, no. What kind of direction? You know what kind of direction. I don't want it to be that direction. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This this doctor decided to make a dual-purpose building by having a hospital on the third floor. Oh, my God. Why? Don't do that. Uh, I don't know. 
All right. Well, this is horrible already. Um, the third floor housed patient rooms and surgery rooms. Um, so it was pretty much like the entire hospital was located on the third floor. The second floor was hotel guests. Oh. And then the first floor was like businesses and buildings. <laughs> Could you imagine, though, being a guest in that hotel on the second floor and then there's just surgery being performed over in the room about, above you? Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, it even featured modern a modern x-ray facility where they performed radiation treatments and experimented with the geothermal waters using the hot springs to treat certain conditions. Did it work? Probably not. Probably not. Um, I also, uh, what was it? I didn't write this down, but I saw it in one article that they also specialized in hysterectomies. Oh, I don't know why. That's that's interesting. <laughs> it was it was something to do with the female anatomy of cutting into you and tearing it out. Terrifying. I'm pretty sure it was a hysterectomy. I that's probably a hysterectomy. The yeah. way you just worded it, those sounded appalling yeah. and terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yup. And so during these times, they renamed it the Hot Lake Sanatorium. No. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want it to go there. Uh, The resort hotel began gaining popularity between 1924 and 1934, helping the hotel average 124 new guests daily. So it's still having dual purpose. Yes. There's, oh my God. Yes. This is horrible. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I would not want There's to be a There's people guest. vacationing while people are getting surgery. Like, there was one article that described it as, um, the, it was a high class hotel with the surgery, uh, the hotel, the hospital on top. That's so horrible. Like, that's just picturing, like, going to a hospital now and it just being a row of, like, yeah. rooms and then there's... The surgery floor. Yeah. And then there was also rumors that um, the Mayo brothers uh, went there and made this hotel the first Mayo Clinic. That's so crazy. Right? I didn't really put that in, but I remember that from my research. This place sounds terrible already, but let's keep going. Okay. The thriving hotel had 300 rooms for guests and dining facilities that could seat over a thousand guests. Holy crap. But tragedy struck. On May 7th, 1934, when a fire broke out and destroyed much of the resort and destroying nearly half the building. Well, of course, tragedy struck. You've got so many people there. Yep. Um, so the only thing that remained from the fire was the brick building that helped host the hospital. Just the hospital, basically. Pretty much. <laughs> And that was the building that they built to expand. So the yep. original building is gone. It's the gone. original building's pretty much gone. Wow. Yes. Um, due to the fire business, the business never recovered for about 70 years. Um, the property changed owners many times. And even with multiple grants and support from the government, the new owner struggled to get this once grand place back on its feet. Uh, during World War II... The building was used as a pilot school and a nurse training center. And around 1953, the facility was licensed to give nursing care. Wow. What did this facility not do? I, um, don't know. You probably had, like, a nice boutique at it at one point in time, like. I mean, probably. Had the dining hall with the fancy food, probably. Uh, they've done everything they have like literally everything they had a fucking blacksmith yes they did (laughs) (laughs) to help you along the oregon trail (laughs) oh my god okay so this this building has just done a lot yep and then in 1975 the building operated as a nursing home and asylum of course it did yeah right uh the nursing home eventually closed and a short-lived restaurant and country western nightclub opened but closed only two years due to lack of business <laughs> like literally this building has been everything literally everything all right let's just have a nursing home and an asylum oh, you know what we really need a country western nightclub <laughs> i 
that there was a ton of line dancing there. Oh my gosh. But they didn't have enough business. So it was like three guys like line dancing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it wasn't until 1983 when Dr. Lyle Griffith, Griffith, sure that is what I'm going to go with. Lyle Griffith. Griffith? Yep. Sure. Yep. Perfect. Took over and started the Hot Lake Company which was a bath and massage business. Oh, my God. So they reopened bathhouses. <laughs> <laughs> and massage. That's yeah. something they hadn't done yet. So yep. they're expanding. Yep. In 1989, they opened an RV park uh, with the help of a $100,000 grant. <laughs> Seriously, what has this not been? <laughs> Every time I'm like, there's nothing else. that There's nothing else. They've literally been everything. They're, you're like, an RV park. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, but there's more. Oh, I'm sure there is. <laughs> um, it closed in, uh, but in 1991, uh, the business eventually closed, leaving it vacant, and it fell into disrepair. Okay. Yep. So it closed for, like, a hot second. A hot second. Because in 2003, it was taken <laughs> over by a new owner to restore the property. They spent millions of dollars on the property and opened a gallery and foundry in 2005. They would. Because why not? Yeah. Uh, they were offering tours of the restoration property. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and as of 2010, the building now functions as a bed and breakfast with dozens of, dozens of restored rooms, a spa, a restaurant, and a museum, and new mineral pools are under construction. I did not look to see if they are actually finished being constructed. I would hope so, as of 2010. <laughs> but, yes, but new mineral pools. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this has been everything. <laughs> yep. Um, the, the bed and breakfast is 22 rooms, and it is a bronze foundry that's also in the building. A bronze foundry. Yep. Now, did you look up what a foundry was for people who do not know what a foundry is? hang on Devin's got this all right well I was just going to continue for a hot second the building was placed in the national register of historic places in 1979 so like even it was it was actually during the asylum days where it became a national oh god okay so a foundry is a workshop or a factory for casting metal yep you knew that right I did because I played the sims herbs (laughs) herbs <laughs> remember the foundry <laughs> it was super industrial i remember and, like this. you had to dress, dress like a hipster but it wasn't hipster at that time i remember like... this now i loved that, that game cube i loved that game <laughs> i love that game too i would play that game so much and then my game somehow corrupted where like it would only go to a certain point Oh, no. And then I could only play up to a certain point and then I couldn't play anymore. So I'd restart save files and just play until that point. There's like, that's honestly one of the only reasons why I want a GameCube again. Or at least like a Wii that can support GameCube games is just get the Sims herbs. And just play the shit out of that fucking game. You know? Alright. So, now we're gonna get into the hauntings. Are, are you ready? I'm so prepared. Okay. Because I... Sure, there's everything. Okay. Over many years, many witnesses have claimed to hear strange noises and have seen things that they could not explain around the resort. Um, visitors often recount seeing spectral figures walking around the grounds, strange voices, whispering, footsteps in various parts of the hotel. Of course. Yep. Uh, people believe these ghosts are former vacationers, um, all- have also been a witness to the old hotel. So that's. Assuming that they're former vacationers, that's something like we've talked about before, maybe like where they enjoyed it so much. Yeah, they had such a good time there. It became like essentially a really memorable, important part of their life that they stuck there. Yeah. One of the apparitions is believed to be a former gardener who committed suicide on the property. The man can be seen wearing work clothes. Uh, Other apparitions witnessed are likely to have been patients during the time when the building was used as an asylum. Well, of course it would be. Yeah. Uh, When the resort first opened, a piano formerly owned by Robert E. Lee 
a Confederate soldier, very popular. Yes, Confederate I heard soldier. that. Is. Yep. His wife, uh, his wife's piano was acquired and at the place's hotel on the third floor. Uh, to this day, people be- can hear piano music playing. I thought you were going to tell me that they were trying to like bring the piano into the building and, and, and then someone it like dropped in. it and it like literally our first episode. <laughs> yeah. Someone got <laughs> smashed with a piano. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. No, just creepy piano music on the third floor. That's terrifying. Yeah. Honestly, music coming from unknown places kind of creeps me out. Yeah. I've always wondered about, like, situations like that. Like, so say, like, you're walking through a place and you hear piano music, right? So you're going to try to figure out where it's coming from, right? Is there a point in time where you, like, literally walk around the invisible piano where you can hear the sound rotate around yourself? That's a good question. Like, does the piano have a, a set area? Yeah. That's a good or question. Or is it just ominous and... I don't know. It's a frightening thought. Yep. Thanks for that. You're welcome. I apologize for my My mind story. is very fucked up. <laughs> well, I give you some terrifying thoughts the last story. Yeah. Well, I'm not done with my accounts. Okay. I'm ready. Um, the... Owners who owned the home in, or owned the building in the 1970s had uh, several strange experiences while they lived on the hotel's second floor. They often heard screams and crying from what was once the hospital surgery room. No. Because if we remember, it was until like the 1920s-ish when anesthetic came a thing. Oh my god. Yeah. I didn't even think about that earlier when I was talking about it being like a surgery, like a place above your hotel room. That's did, didn't I foreshadow that for you? Oh my god, yeah, you did. But that's like I didn't even think about anesthetic. Yeah. That's so horrible. Yeah. Oh my god, that's terrifying. Yeah, so um there's also uh rocking chairs that have moved on their own. Like just just some like old people yeah probably from like the nursing asylum days where they just like sit there and do nothing all day and just rock back and forth knitting a sweater for their grandchildren yes so now i have a couple of experience stories okay these were really long drawn out stories that i cut down so it might be a little off a little choppier a little choppier um because the way they wrote this was just like i'm going to be a fantastic writer but, like, it was clearly, I'm a high schooler, and I wrote this story about what happened when I went there. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> like, too over the top. Too over Just the top. Just cut it down to the bare bones. Yeah. Okay. So, um, a few high school girls went to explore the building. They spent a lot of the afternoon just walking around, taking pictures, and, like, wandering around the old hospital on the third floor. One of the girls, being the disrespectful bitch... that she was was wheeling herself um in some of the remaining wheelchairs and kicking in the doors to the rooms why were you doing that because she's a disrespectful bitch we've literally talked about that so many times on this podcast that you just don't just don't disrespect things you don't do it you don't disrespect things you just be respectful yeah just don't tempt fate like Don't, don't tempt fate that's our that's our slogan. We're gonna go with that. That's our slogan. I'm gonna put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> when I walk around con with a t- with a t-shirt that says "Ask me about my podcast" and no one knows who I am, people will still ask though. I I know. <laughs> All right. So what else did this girl do? Um. So they reached. Um. They were pretty much running. Like they kicked through this idiot of a girl kicked all of the doors open of every room they went to investigate in uh and they reached the door at the top of the stairs so like there's like a a main stairwell right on the third floor and her being her disrespectful self uh kicks the door and of course she does as per usual uh she kicked the door open and before she had her leg back down the door slammed shut in her face yep they were all stunned. She probably deserved it. Well, she definitely deserved it. <laughs> uh, they were all stunned looking at the door when in both directions of the hallway, all the doors of the various rooms began slamming shut in order heading towards them. They would. Yeah. 
That's terrifying. In order. Like, like think about from the, like, you're in the center of, like, the main hallway. And from all the way to both ends of the hallway, doors just keep slamming and slamming and slamming and getting closer to you. I don't want to think about that. Yep. That's terrifying. Yeah, so they were very terrified and they ran to their car. But uh, probably the disrespectful bitch was trying to convince them to go back in while there was still daylight. Oh, probably. Yeah. I didn't know it was her fault. She's probably like the Shane from BuzzFeed Unsolved where she's probably skeptical. (laughs) Yeah. And she wants to go back inside. But like, how do you explain all those doors? Wind? (laughs) I don't know. Just that that happened at that perfect timing. A huge gust of wind blew by. Yeah, it blew by from both sides and just slowly (laughs) approached them. Yeah. Uh, So they finally calmed down and they got convinced to try to head back into the building. Oh, my God. Girls, just leave. As they were approaching the building, they heard a loud sound coming from multiple points of the building. Like a thousand windows breaking at once. So like literally just a get like a gas a glass explosion. Oh my god, that's so terrifying. Yeah, but the thing is like so it's it's in the 90s where it had fallen into the disrepair. So all the windows are already busted. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, so they left. I would too. I would have been out 5 minutes in. As soon as she started kicking doors in, I'd be like, "Bye. I'm going to the car." Yeah. <laughs> So this next story uh, is from a couple who stayed in the newly renovated bed and breakfast. Um, And so they have on the third floor, one of the old surgery rooms they've converted into like a library or a common area. I thought you were going to tell me that it was a room. It is a room. Like a bedroom. No, it's not a room. It's like a common area. Okay. All right. I guess that's a little better. So I'm just like... Letting you know because I cut out a ton of the coming up to the story on okay. this. Um, so they were staying in the hotel room and wandering around one night when they were walking. They were walking down the hallway and out of the corner of their eye, they saw something walking into the room at the end of the hallway. Which is the... Well, no, it's not... It's we'll we'll okay. get to the hot... We'll get to the surgery room. I think they're on the second floor at this point in time. Okay. Um, yeah, so they're at, like, the very end of the second floor. Okay. One of the wings of the second floor. Um, so the wife tried to take a picture really quickly to try to see what was at the end of the hallway. and But she didn't have the flash on. And immediately tried again with the flash on. But no luck in catching whatever was in the hallway. Okay. Um, they had also had a tape recorder on, on them at the time recording. So even when they were in the surgery room wandering the halls, they had it recording the, the time. entire time. Okay. Um, after getting back to their room later on that night, they decided to review the photos and the recording and see if they actually found anything, you know? Um, first, the recording caught a sound of a woman screaming in agony in what used to be the surgery room. Oh, no. They did not hear it at the time and continued to have a normal conversation over the screaming. Oh, so like God. they were in that surgery room just having a normal conversation with oh, look this is so cute just, and there's just a scream in the background they were just talking they didn't even know they didn't even know oh my god that's awful yeah and when it came to the photos the first photo taken seems to show a large black mist standing at the end of the hallway in the corner Oh, no. In and the then second the fla- floor one yeah they the were- second floor one and then the um the flash the flash one nothing's there they claim there was an orb and i was like that's dust like you were really quickly trying to take a photo take a, a second photo but like in comparison you can see the differences in yeah. it and i actually saw those pictures and there's definitely but this this black mist was really fucking tall oh god like it was really tall and there was like this um dresser at the end of the hallway and so, like, and there's two doors at the end of the hallway for guest rooms. And, like, you could tell that it was just in front of, like, this little dresser end table thing at the end of the hallway trying to, like, going into the room on the left. That's so... There's pictures? Yeah, there's a picture. It was, it was, it was a really dark photo. Cause, like, it oh, was... I'm sure, because there's no flash. And... Yeah. 
there was no flash. So, like, you really have to, like, turn up the brightness on your computer screen and, like, really look deeply into it. But, yeah, there's definitely, like, it definitely could have been staged. Right. But the way that it looks, like, because I come from a sort of photography background, the shadow is too tall. And it's, like, it's too tall to be, like, lighting from the hallway behind them. Because the lighting from the hallway behind them would have pointed down. Unless, like, they literally had a low light, like, shining on one of them. It could have cast a shadow that tall in that corner. So, yeah. So, you don't think it was a shadow of one of them? Unless they literally staged it. Right. So, yeah. Unless they literally staged it, there, there was a miss there. That's so creepy. Yeah. Um, and to my last story, which may be the creepiest story. Well, besides the screaming over the normal conversation. (laughs) Yeah. That's also terrifying to like, just imagine hearing that when you're reviewing your film. Yeah. Uh, so there was, so in the nineties, again, um, high schooler decided to go explore like me, what I did (laughs) when I was in high school, um, Decided to go explore the abandoned building. They were walking up the main staircase when they noticed something walking down the stairs towards them. Like it wasn't a figure, but they could see the stairs with weight. You know? Okay, so there was, it was just a, something was moving. Yes. Something was moving towards them down the stairs at them. The, two of the three boys ran, but one froze until the figure met him on the stairs. It grabbed his hand holding the flashlight and threw it. And after that, the boy bolted out of the building. Oh. Yeah, so it literally attacked him on the stairs. That's so terrifying. Yeah. So that's pretty much the end of the Hot Lake Hotel. Uh, there's a lot of things that are going on because was, it was a lot of shit back in the day. It's been a lot. Yeah. As we've established, this <laughs> shit had everything. This episode had fucking everything. It did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and so, like, as I mentioned at the beginning of the story, it was featured on ABC's Scariest Places on Earth. Yeah, it seems terrifying. I ain't going there. Yeah? No. Not for... Oh, yeah, so, so someone... I was reading a story, and someone had stayed in the newly renovated bed and breakfast. Right. Um, and so, supposedly, you're not allowed to... The current owners do not want you ghost hunting in the building. I, okay, I, I understand, sort of. Yes, because they supposedly don't believe in ghosts, right? Right. But, like, there was always talk about, like, the restlessness of the building in general. Like, at night you hear whispering and talking and footsteps and so on and so forth. And they were talking about, like, this one person was talking about for people who don't, for the owners who don't believe in ghosts, they have set up this hotel to help you not believe. So like they have light they have way too many lights so there's no dark corners and nothing that can be misguided information of seeing a right. shadow in the corner of your eye. You know, supposedly they play music throughout the hotel on a 24-hour loop. That's like really like just light like elevator yeah. music just so that like if you were to hear something you're like, "Oh, well we have music playing." Right. Yeah, so they do things to try to disprove people. That just seems even shadier, though. Yeah, they know it's haunted. Oh, they know it's haunted. They're just like, we just don't want to admit it's haunted because not everyone will want to ghost tour here, and we want to be a respectable business. Wow, that building was everything. Yeah. Well, your story was everything from aliens to... Uh, Goatmen. Goatmen, uh, the devil. Uh, creepy ghouls. Yep. And your story had everything from blacksmiths to barbers to hot springs to everything. Everything. Boutique. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was a, that was a ride. Yeah. So I think that's, that's it for us today. I guess that is. All right. We got to get out our notes because we don't know how to speak properly. We'll get there one day. Maybe. Maybe. Um, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. We are a bi-weekly podcast currently, and we would hope to get enough support to possibly make it a weekly podcast. That would be our dream. Dream goal. Dream goals. 
Uh, you can email us your stories at marbleforestpodcast at gmail.com. We really want to hear your stories. Really bad. <laughs> like real stories. Real stories. Like real life experience stories. We would love to be able to make some of our minisodes us telling you guys your stories. Yes. And uh, Jesse interjecting her random stories of walking through abandoned buildings. <laughs> <laughs> She's done that a lot more than I have. I am chicken shit. So you can also find us on Instagram at Marble Forest Podcast and Twitter at The MF Cast. And we'd like to give a special thanks to uh, Jenna, who did our logo and banner. You can find her at Etsy and Instagram at Agenda, like A-Gen, duh. Okay. And then another special thanks to my camera, uh, my My camera, (laughs) my cousin Cameron, who did the sound effects for this podcast. Thank you to you guys for listening. Thank you to Devin for editing and putting up with us and looking up shit when we don't look it up. Yep. She's really good at looking up (laughs) things for us on the fly. She's got this. (laughs) She's got a job forever. All right. And thank you guys for listening. And uh, don't tempt fate. And we'll see you in two weeks. (laughs) And goodbye. Uh, (laughs) Bye-bye.